Awesome. Well, I hope all y'all are planning to be there. Um, if you can't, be cheering us on. Zach just told me he needs his, uh, is it Smedium shirt? I think we have those on sale too. He likes them to fit a little, little bit tighter, show off the muscles, show off the biceps. What's that? Okay, the bookstore will be open after service. <clears throat> Um, anyways, I'm super excited about this weekend um, and just how it's started to unfold everything that Yahweh is showing us as it pertains to First Fruits Weekend. And um, uh, I've said this before, but I just want to kind of lay this out for, um, for Wednesday nights because this is the first Wednesday night that's a little bit different. Thank you all for coming and hearing Eva's and my story um, um, as this call, you know, has come into our lives and, and the whole reason behind this whole thing. So, uh, we really appreciate, um, you listening to us and, uh, Eva and I both say, like, we're kind of happy that's over with talking about ourselves, but we do understand the importance of it. Um, and, and we know it blessed a lot of you. So thank you very much, um, for that. <clears throat> but, uh, as my mom said, Wednesday nights for me, uh, they're going to transform into different things. I, just, I don't want it to be the same thing as a Sunday morning service. I don't have any intention to come up here and, and just preach to you or uh, just have this one, just kind of like a, a, a one focus type deal. But really, I just want to continue that sharing my heart and what Yahweh is showing to me. And, and really, it's kind of always going to be a little bit scattered, a little bit what Yahweh, I haven't, don't really plan this stuff out. I just want to kind of give you the live feed, so to speak, of what Yahweh's speaking to me and kind of, I'm just thinking about, right? So, um, and it's going to help us lay the framework because a lot of times Yahweh kind of says things to me. He speaks things to me about, about where we're going, or he has spoken to me about where we're going. And a lot of times I don't know exactly what those things mean. And one of the biggest examples of that right now is the evangelized Bay County, uh, mission, uh, mandate or whatever you want to call it that, um, that we've, that we've spoken about. Um, and, and just a refresher on that, um, you know, Apostle, Apostle Ball had that mission for a long time. It was always uh, build a great church, build a base from which to, 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 to touch the world. And then it was kind of like evangelize Bay County real quick. Go on to the next thing. We didn't talk about evangelize Bay County. It was almost like that was kind of almost maybe older verbiage. It never matched up with exactly what we we're doing. No one really quite understood that. And a lot of times when you don't understand things, it's kind of easier to skip over it and move on. But I believe that it was, that word was, it came from apostle, it was given through apostle, but really that was Yahweh's word over this house. And there's still that mission that I feel, it's been prophesied, prophesied by many that were involved in this transition. A lot of people saw this, but uh, it, it's been really on my heart as well, um, something that that uh, we're that we're going to enter into, and I don't know all of what that means. In fact, I know a lot more about what that doesn't mean for us than I do what it does mean. Um, but for any of you that didn't, um, uh, I, I, we sent on a newsletter uh, newsletter this this week, and I want to read through it for any of you that didn't uh, didn't read it or just didn't get it, and um, it just kind of it'll help me start here. Um, <clears throat> So this is what I wrote this past, uh, this past week. It says, as we approach our first fruits weekend, I feel compelled to write to all of you to clearly, hopefully, explain what Holy Ghost has been showing me as it pertains to the importance of this offering. As I have stated many times, we are not ever going to do something just because it's what we do. 
in fact, I can't promise that we will even continue to do first fruits offerings in the years to come. Hey, uh, Zach, could you grab me a bottle of water? Or Dad, could you get me a huge bottle of water there? Um, <clears throat> in fact, I can't promise that we will con- even continue to do first fruits offering in the years to come. All I can promise is that we will hear what Yahweh is speaking to us for today. I am adamant about stripping off any agendas or preconceived ideas about where we are headed as a gathering based on where we have been. We honor the steps that got us here, but we cannot continue to move forward by retracing those steps. With that stated, I will be honest and real with you as I always am. The question of are we going to do first fruits this year was one of the first questions that was asked to me once I was ordained and set into this place. I really don't know... I really don't know uh, that I ever quite understood the difference between my tithe and offering and first fruits. It was my understanding that I was bringing my first fruits to the table every time I gave, and I still believe that. So my first response was simply no. However, Yahweh quickly shifted my thinking based on our present mandate. This offering is meant to be set apart as a seed sown into a specific present call for the Rock of Panama City. There are many things that we have been believing for as people, being lenders and not borrowers, seeing signs and wonders and miracles, lost sons and daughters coming home, and the list goes on. I'm ready to move past believing into expecting. We are joint heirs with Christ, kings and priests, not because we deserve to be, but because it is his good pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom. The Father is good, and he loves us. To me, the first fruits offering is about knowing or expecting the harvest to be so incredibly abundant that we immediately give the first of it away in thankfulness for what's to come. Yahweh could have said, see how this season goes and then try to give a little away at the end if you can, but he didn't. He desires our heart um, and you can't fully give him or anyone your whole heart without faith. It is in my spirit to finish the vision that was put on our apostle's heart back in 1980, and that is to evangelize Bay County. Honestly, this stretches me quite a bit. I immediately have thoughts and preconceived ideas about what this means and how to do it, but I believe Yahweh is showing us a new way. As we trust Holy Ghost to see this thing through, I believe we will be propelled into days that are greater than we could have ever imagined. I could sit down and try to list out exactly what it is that we are going to do to start this mission, but that would be out of order. You see, Evan and I have set our hearts to sow our lives into something that we don't have a blueprint for. It is our ability to say yes in the unknown that gives us the authority to move into his promise. I don't have all of the answers, but I know the one who does, and I put all of my trust in him. So I ask you to join me as we attach our faith to this word. All of that which is received from this offering will be dedicated and utilized for the mission of Evangelize Bay County. I hope that you will take the remainder of days for the First Roots Weekend to seek and discover what Yahweh is putting on your heart to give for this time. These are exciting times for Yahweh's people. He is moving among us in a way we have never seen before. Evan and I are so unbelievable thankful that we get to walk this walk with you, and we love you all so much. So um, I, wanted, I want to start on Wednesday nights talking a little bit about what Yahweh is showing me about <clears throat> evangelism as it pertains to us. Because um, one thing I told the staff here when we, one of our first meetings was, <clears throat> excuse me, I probably shouldn't clear my throat in the microphone. <clears throat> um, anyways, but, uh, 
but one of the first things we talked about was, you know, I, I kept getting these, it was almost like they had to preface everything they said with, this is how we've done it before, or, or, or Apostle did it, but, you know, have whatever you want. And I just, I started saying, like, no, that, like, I want to understand, because you can't really, you can't really move forward with something or make it personal to you if you don't understand the mechanics of that in the first place, right? Like, you can't, like, if I just came in here and without knowing how this building operates and just started trying to do it my own way, well, then I would be completely lost because I don't really even know where the switches are, you know? And so everything, I do, everything we do, I always ask them to say, tell me exactly how Apostle did it or tell me exactly how it's always been done. And then either we're going to stick with that or if Yahweh shows me a different way, then we'll move in that way. But I, want, I don't want you to ever feel like you can't just say, this is how we've done it because I really need to know that. And so one of the things when I first started hearing about evangelism and what is evangelism, which I know uh, just black and white means to preach the gospel or to speak the gospel of the kingdom and, um, and uh, or, or, you know, I guess another translation could be something like, you know, to convert someone to Christianity or there's a lot of different things, but I think that that's such a broad term and I, and it was one of the things I was kind of a little bit scared to release or say that this is what I feel, uh, a direction I feel Yahweh is leading us because it is such a broad thing. What does that mean? And, and, I, and the fact that I didn't know exactly what that meant kind of it made me feel a little uneasy to even make that bold of a statement. Um, but the thing is, is that when I, when I think about evangelism, I immediately have those ideas of what that looks like. And I think all of us do. We, you know, we've seen how it's been done or what we, you know, what we would think we'd be investing into or, you know, or whatever else, um, that might look like. And, and those things, honestly, if I'm just real with you, I, I really, it, it doesn't just speak to me because Yahweh showed me about, you know, yes, he fed the 5,000, right? He, he, he fed those, but what did he do when he did that? He, he first looked up to the Father, he thanked him, and then he made a miracle happen. Because it wasn't about the act. It wasn't about filling a need. It was about pointing them to the source that provides that need in the first place. And so there's, so there's I know that there's an idea that, that, that we immediately get, but I want to soothe your minds and soothe, soothe your spirits and, and let you know, like, that's not how we're going about this. This is not going to be just some whimsical thing. In fact, everything we do is going to be based on what Yahweh speaks to us today. And that's why I said that in the letter. And, and one thing is a funny story real quick is, uh, is my son, Frank, he's hilarious. They're both hilarious, but Frank can talk. So it's easier to tell stories about some of the stuff he does. But, um, you know, he, we were, we were in Birmingham for, uh, Meredith and Tyler Barr's wedding and we had stopped at Cracker Barrel and, uh, and Frank, I had to go out and get something from the car and he was, um, his, he has a iPad, um, like in a little holder. Well, he doesn't have an iPad. We play shows on his iPad. Let me clarify. I'm not, I'm not that bad. But, uh, so he's in the car and I'm having to get something and I always tell him you can't kick the back of the seat because he always is kicking the iPad. And so I have the door, his door open 
and, uh, and he just flings his leg up, just being crazy, and, and knocks the iPad out, falls out, lands on the cement, face down, of course. And you all, if you have an iPhone or an iPad or anything that's a glass, you know when it flips over on the face, you're just like, oh, God. Oh, thank you, Yahweh, you know. <laughs> or my day's ruined. Um, and so I kind of did that, and it was kind of a 50-50. Part of it was cracked. Part of it was okay, and I was, I was, I was just... Frank, and he was, I'm sorry, Daddy, sorry, Daddy, sorry, and he knew he was in trouble, like, I, I was super upset about it, because he knows he's not supposed to kick, and he got so, and Frank's one of those that does not forget things, like, he just does not forget, so, I mean, to the point, like, we're driving home from Birmingham, the trip's over, and he's like, we're going down the road, and he's like, Daddy, I'm sorry I kicked the iPad, I'm like, son, it's okay, I've forgiven you, and it's just, you know, going a little bit further, he's like, Daddy, the iPad's cracked a little bit. I'm like, I know, Frank, it's, I got you. It's like two weeks later, and the boy's still, when we're driving down the road, Daddy, I'm sorry the iPad's broken. I was like, Frankie, baby, it's okay. It's okay. And so he has this show that he watches called Daniel Tiger, and all the young parents, if they're in here, they might be over there, but if you, if you, you probably know the song because we sing it to ourselves to soothe ourselves during the day, <laughs> which it's like, <laughs> it says, it says, uh, if something seems bad, turn it around and find something good. And so we, uh, so Frank, uh, Frank always was singing that song. And that song was on his, was, we were just kind of like joking around, like singing that going on the street. And all of a sudden Frank goes, hey, 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 daddy. And I was like, yeah, bud. He goes, if, if you flip the iPad around, it's not broken anymore. <laughs> And I was like, that's a good observation there, buddy. I don't know if that's what the song meant, but that's pretty, that's pretty smart. Touche. Um, and so, so sometimes, like, when we, when we uh, look at me, try to bring this. I just told that story because it's funny to be honest with you. But sometimes when we think something's, like, bad and you're always speaking a word to us, why don't we look again at what that actually means? Is there a way to, like, to just get out of our rut of thinking we understand everything, we know exactly what it looks like, and is it okay to just say, like, I don't know, like, Yahweh, show me a new way, and that's what I feel like for this people, and where we're at is that Yahweh is showing us a completely new way, um, and I, I, uh, I have a, I know I just read something that I wrote, but I have something that I wrote uh, a few months ago, and it was kind of when I was in the th- in the thick of all of this stuff, and this isn't very long, so don't worry, uh, but I was kind of in the thick of all the transition, and I, it, like, I wasn't feeling that great about, you know, everything, I was, you know, it's just kind of that, I, we talked about it, it was that up and down questioning, yes, no, what are we going to do, and so I say that to preface this because there's maybe a touch tinge of a little bit of like, you'll get it, but like it's, but understand the heart of what I'm saying in this, and uh, and it was what Yahweh was speaking to me um, about about uh, about like where we're at and and kind of. I don't know if it's what evangelism mean, means, but I think it's a starting point of where we have to be in order to enter into that. So it says, we as kingdom people have shied away from the realms of influence that we don't yet understand. We look at opposition as an excuse to misrepresent the love that Yeshua so freely gave rather than an opportunity to image forth the true gospel of the kingdom through grace, mercy, and hope. 
we face a misunderstood and used generation that has grown weary of religion and the lack of authenticity in the church. A generation that is crying in the wilderness but has been so mentally abused by the world, uh, the world has led them to believe that they're actually in a paradise. We are facing a time where the world has done a better job of reaching the lost than Yahweh's people have simply because we have allowed our systems, our accomplishments, and what has worked in times past to be our fail-safe roadmap rather than the Holy Spirit within us. We have allowed the very thing which we were let out of religion keep us from entering uncharted waters for fear of losing something we were never meant to have in the first place. We blame the world for leading this generation into the wilderness while failing to realize that it was actually the Father. You see, Yahweh leads people into the wilderness for them to lose themselves so that they can find him. This is all part of revealing your strength, which lies in him. It is our job to properly steward the presence of Yahweh in our secret place so that in that wilderness, the world, this generation is not introduced to a new quick solution, but rather the source that will reveal their nature so that his good nature can replace all that was lost, stolen, and forfeited. True repentance that leads them through the process of the wilderness and death so that they may be resurrected in him. And... uh And I, uh, I want us to, um, and I've said this before, but I, I really, as I don't mean this to be heavy, I, I'm like, that, like I said, there's something attached to that. I don't even know what it is, but it just kind of, it's just, I, I want to stretch our minds a little bit and not like kind of let the shaking thing happen and not, I don't want to be, I don't want to say certain things. I don't want to say things like evangelism and immediately we get our ideas of what that looks looks like. And so we can't even really attach our faith to that because we're like, well, we don't want to do that or we don't want to make it look like this. Um, and so, so I, that, that's kind of, I guess, the essence of, of that writing. Um, and one thing that I, that I think is also important is um, that we didn't mention in our story but it's one of the most important things that happened to me along, along this journey. And um, if you were here at the ordination, Sandy kind of mentioned it, but, um, you know, Apostle was going through kind of those of you that went, you know, he went through this kind of miraculous two-week window where he was so clear and he was just, if you went in there, he just prophesied to you and say these things. And uh, my dad and I went the first day that that happened. It was, it was just like... Um, we thought that he was going that day. That was kind of whatever the family thought and everything. And we, we made it over there before there was a lot of people there. And, um, and it was tough because I didn't really know at that point in time, it was, it was, it was the, no, the knowledge was known among most that, that this was what I'm stepping into. And, and if you remember in the story, like Apostle originally was kind of for it, but because of where he was, he was going, there was, it was hard to really, it was hard to really get him to be stuck to one thing or really agree with one thing. And so I, I, I didn't really know how uh, Apostle, as much as I knew how he received me, I didn't know how he received me in this way. And one of the things that we said from the very beginning that people were, were, uh, were praying that were for this or knew about this is, you know, please don't forsake Mark the laying on of hands. You know, let, let Apostle ordain him. Let Apostle put his hands on him. He just put something in his mouth, by the way. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> parents. Um, but anyway, so, so I, I come into, uh, I, I came to his house and um, 
I sat down there in front of him and just, you know, grabbed his hand and just said, you know, Apostle, I love you. I love you. And thank you so much for who you've been to my family. You mean so much to us. And, you know, and, and no intention of too much other than just being able to, to, you know, kiss him and hold his hand and just tell him how much he means to me and my family and all he's done. And, uh, and he, uh, and in that moment, he said, he said a few things to me, but then he, it was, it was kind of, it was somewhat about my family, good, you know, nothing important here. And I was super happy with that. I was just like, you know, I just, the connection, hearing his voice, I know all of us can relate to that, just hearing his voice, again, there was something so soothing and comforting and holding his hands, he's got the greatest hands, and, uh, <clears throat> And then uh, when I, I kind of went to get up and he lifted that hand and put it on my head. <laughs> which, which was like way more than I ever expected or, or could have thought. But, when it, but what he said to me, I think it's important for us, is he said, it is time to restore hope to the people. There is so much in you that will come out. People won't have to ask why or wonder who you are. They will just see. You follow him. And so this was a message to me. <clears throat> this was a message to me, um, but I but I believe that he was giving it to me to this is us. Like we are going to come into a place where we carry hope again. Like this is not just we're walking into it ourselves of what that true hope and, and things that we have hope for we're starting to see come to life, which is amazing. But we are literally, if you take this out of context of me and put it on us, it is time to restore hope to the people. There is so much in you that will come out. People won't have to ask why or wonder who you are. They will see you follow him. Amen. 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 So hope has been this big thing um, for me lately. I just, you know, what it keeps coming up, but what does that exactly mean? And, you know, I don't want to, again, the whole thing about words, like I, I want, if there's something that, that big that sticks out to you or Yahweh gives you a one word thing or there's something you read that you have this word and you have question about what that, like I encourage you to dive into what that actually means. Don't just take it for face value. And so, the the what I what I saw the definition of hope being is, is the this was the just the English translation dictionary.com version here, uh, but it says the feeling that is wanted um, that I'm sorry the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best, and I always it's always this kind of you know if you ever say like I hope it's usually almost kind of like a negative like it's not but there's not a whole lot behind it right there's not a whole lot of kapow behind that it's just well I hope so you know I I hope so and uh and so that's bothered me and a lot of times I find that you know when Yahweh speaks something and we try to put that English translation behind I'm not saying that he doesn't speak to us in English that we I'm don't worry but I'm saying that sometimes he gives you a word to to search out like what is he really saying and so, um, so he gave me the definition for this. And so first off, in, in Hebrew, the, there's a whole lot that, uh, tr- like that you could put under hope. There's like an umbrella and all these scriptures that use hope, you know, and it's translated in this and that. But kind of the central theme seems to be to me is, uh, is that hope uh, really centers around trust and expectation, 
And so Yahweh gave me this definition that I wrote down to, to kind of define hope for me as it relates to us and this, this time. And that is an extremely joy, joy-filled emotion of peace that is produced from the trust that Yahweh is good and by the expectation that he will show up. And so that is in our situation, hearts, moments, healings, miracles, whatever, that, under, that complete, we, we turn it from, you know, I hope so, to like when someone says, I hope, we're saying, I expect something to happen, that I expect Yahweh to be in it. So when we, when we carry hope and we come in here and this hope is restored among us, like that is not just saying like, oh, I feel better. Like it is, I believe that there is this, this undescribable emotion of peace and joy that comes with that. But more importantly, I think that we can major on the fact that it's, there's, there's an expectation that he will show up. And that brings, that, that brings, that's what brings that peace. That's what, that's what, um, this whole thing's about. So, um, so again, this is a, and I know this is a little sporadic for me. Like I said, these are notes that I wrote down today off of what Yahweh is showing me. And like I said, that this is, this is, uh, this is not about the, um, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, that there's not some of this, right? Like with the, with the evangelism, I'm not saying that there's not a, uh, that there's not a component of just compassion because Yeshua had compassion among people and that. But what I'm saying is that, that this is about relationship with him. And like we talk about everything else being a byproduct, like Yahweh is going to direct our path. If we really believe that, if we really believe, then we should never have this, this, uh, this preconceived idea about what things are going to look like as it pertains, especially to evangelism and what he's speaking to us. Because I also, he says, one of the things I, uh, I read just recently, because I was just looking into, you know, what is it that Yahweh, you know, asks us to do as it pertains to evangelism, as it pertains to the gospel? What is it, you know, he says, go and preach the gospel to all of creation. And so I think that some of the redemption of the earth that we talk about, that we're really harping on, like, it's souls. It's about, it's about the individuals and, and showing, show, pointing people to the source. But I also believe that it's actually this earth that we are reclaiming, that this, this, the evangelized Bay County, there's a reason why there's a location attached to it. It's not to limit us to Bay County, but it's literally like Yahweh is saying, this is our realm of influence today. This is where you are. Be a good steward over this, over this garden, and we can expand that. But, but, what we, but there's, there's, there's a lot. There's so much to that. And I, like, again, I said I know more about uh, Yahweh's revealing to me what it's not than what it is right now. Um, and, and I think that as we move into, uh, just as we go on, there's going to be a whole lot more revealed step by step. But, um, but I, I think there's so much more than just people. Like, I think that there's so much more, so much more of a focus that just needs to be on his heart because through his heart, there will be so much more revealed in, in, in his context and what he's trying to say. Um, so if you will stand with me real quick. I love this. In in Mark, uh, Mark one, Mark one uh, fifteen, 
you know, this past, was it this past Sunday or maybe the Sunday before, we talked about, you know, Yeshua after he's baptized, you know, the Holy Spirit came and fell upon him like a dove or as a dove and he, uh, and, and, and he got the beloved identity and then he was sitting, sent into the wilderness to show his strength. Um, and then this is what happens when he goes into Galilee. What he says is, at last the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for the realm of God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. It says, turn your lives back to Yahweh and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. And I think for us as kingdom people, we, we read this first part, and it says, and, and it is time for the realm of God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness, and we can get excited about that. But when it says, turn your lives back to Yahweh and put your trust into hope-filled gospel, that might be inspirational, but we immediately think other people. We immediately say, well, we have Yahweh's heart. We have, we have it. But I, I just keep hearing for us as a people is to look again. Everything. Your relationship with Yahweh, how you've approached things in your life, like just look again. And don't assume that things aren't for you. Right? Like don't assume that when, when, when we speak certain things, when we talk about evangelism, when we talk about things that this, if you're attached to this gathering, if you're here, if you're part of us, we're all figuring this out together. Don't check yourself out of this. And I want us to diligently seek Yahweh's heart in that. And I, and I believe that the only way that we're really gonna get to the fullness of what this whole thing means is to, is to, is to fully understand and engage his heart in this time as we gather together. Being good, so, and I'm, you're not going to get that here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, like that's not, because we've got the good music, who, they're awesome, they're amazing, but, but what happens here is very reliant on what happens out there in your own secret place, your own realm of influence. When we talked last Sunday about coming over your thoughts, over your, you know, your, your situation and, and being led by the Spirit, if you can't do that at your home or in your realms of, realms of influence and just get yourself set apart, it doesn't mean you know, some law of praying for 30 minutes or whatever else, but just setting yourself apart, then, then when we come in here, it'll be just dry bones. Like it won't be anything. You'll see some people do stuff, you'll see whatever, but it won't mean anything. So I just want, I just see us, you know, moving together in this as we, as we start to kind of engage and understand what this means all together. I know I'm rambling a little bit and jumping around, but I, I want this to be like that. Like I really want to be able to be real in front of y'all and, it, and just kind of figure this out with you if that's all right. I'll, I'll prepare something for you on Sunday. Wednesday nights, let me be a little bit like, <laughs> if you will lift your hands with me. Yahweh, we engage you tonight and we engage your heart. We declare that we are we are, uh, we're coming into the fullness of knowing what you are leading us into. And, and, uh, and you are, your, your son, your, Yeshua, you are the captain of this ship. I am not a leader. I follow you, Yeshua. This is, this is your turn to make. And, and, and we follow you into the depths of uncharted waters. We're leaving the harbor with excitement and joy and peace to fill hope, to fill us with hope so that we can fill this earth with hope, the actual physical earth and your sons and daughters that have dominion over it. Yahweh, show us a new way. Let us look again at your, at your heart through your presence. We declare this in the name of Yeshua, amen. Y'all have a great week. We love you.